Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today. It is Friday morning, the 15th of September on Rural Queensland Today. Senator Susan McDonald joins us this morning for her weekly chat on the show. Senator, good morning and thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, Ben. It is great to talk to you and uh, catch up with what's happening out of Canberra and across the country. Uh, firstly, how was the conference last week? Obviously, there was a lot there to discuss and siphon through. Um Good to have everybody in one room um, to make sure that, you know, you guys are all singing from the same hymn sheet as such. Yeah, that is exactly right. So it was the National Party Conference. And as you know, while we're the LNT in Queensland, it's a very successful uh, organisation. But when we cross the border, we sit either with the Liberal Party or the National Party room. So uh, last weekend, all the Nats from across Australia and the CLP from the Northern Territory uh, we came together and we discussed uh, the big issues, particularly affecting rural and regional Australia. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today, Ben, is, is what I'm concerned about, which is the significant challenge for food production in this country. Well, the, it, it's such an important part of it, Senator. I mean, we really need to protect our own. And what is looking like more and more is that we have a Labor government hell-bent on destroying. Now, we know um, that Tanya Plibersek has absolutely, 100% as the Environmental Minister, used all her powers to change the landscape for agriculture. And we are under threat. And I don't want to be in any way dramatic around this. If we don't make change and if we do not oust the Labor government at the next election, we are in a hell of a mess long term. And I'm talking through the fishing industry, I'm talking through the beef industry, around the laws around the Great Barrier Reef. You can see what's going on uh, day to day with what is going on with extremists going on to people's properties. We have no protection of our food source and our food production in this country at the moment. Ben, that is exactly right. And in Australia, we are incredibly lucky. We have enjoyed stable government for generations. It's the basis of our constitution. We have been able to just get on with the business of being Australians, growing our fantastic agricultural communities, our um, mining communities. And we have to be clear, this Labor government is not traditional Labor. It's not the Labor that you and I would think about who, you know, would be thinking about protecting workers and whatnot. That is not their focus anymore. Their focus is a, a left-wing agenda that has no place in Australia. Uh, it's not proud of the incredible standards that we do things to in Australia, that uh, there are well-paid jobs coming from uh, the, the high-level, high-quality of agricultural production that we do. Uh, there's no recognition of that at all, and instead we have this agenda which is very, I'm, I'm loath to say even European because it's further left than that. The Greens in Europe are nothing like this and Labor in Europe is nothing like this. This is an agenda that is about stopping things with no plan for what we're going to start. So what I wanted to talk to you about today was we have decision, government decision after government decision, which all goes towards making it harder for Australian farmers and fishers and forestry workers to do what we do so bloody well that it is world-class standard. Uh, so Tanya Plibersek has been writing to offshore uh, entities like UNESCO and making arrangements about what Australian uh, fishers are allowed to do. We've already seen the 
the terrible Gilmet band. Uh, now she's moving into the Gulfwater catchment where uh, the trawlers um, do fantastic jobs for fishing, for uh, barramundi, and prawns, other things. And they have always managed those fishing stocks appropriately. Uh, and instead, what she wants to do is close down that style of commercial fishing that allows you and me to eat wild caught barramundi, to eat prawns, to eat uh, seafood caught in Australian waters. And and I don't know what we have to do because this is this is the ultimate end. If we don't catch and use our own produce, we have to import it from somewhere else or we drive up the price of food to limit uh, to, to manage the limited supply. And then, Ben, I'm sorry to go on, but there is one more thing that I would No, no, please do, because you, what, what you're saying is is so terribly important that people need to listen, because this is the threat that we're under. Like, you just talk about that as well. That is the threat. So keep on going, Senator. So the, the next one is something that in North Queensland and regional Queensland, we probably don't think about a lot, and it's the Murray-Darling Basin. A long way away, it's complex. It always seems to be a big gunfight between the states, and uh, and so I've certainly been guilty of thinking, um, that's that's not you know that's not my bag. But this is the this is what happened: is that at the election, when Tanya Plibersek got in, she made a decision to remove all the water funding from North Queensland. So we've been through the list before. It was the early establishment work for Richmond Irrigation Scheme, for the Hewenden Land Bank, and IPCO for the uh, for the Hell's Gate project, for Urana Dam, for the pipeline to Bowen. I feel like I've missed another one, but there's all water projects in the north were were defunded, and the, that money, those billions of dollars, she is using, the Environment Minister is using to buy back water in the Murray Darling. Now, the reason why this is bad is that the Murray Darling has over. Uh, the last few decades, been working hard on being more efficient with water use, about uh, tidying up water licences and allocations. And some of it has been incredibly painful. The water buybacks in uh, southern Queensland and other uh, irrigated areas has, has been incredibly painful because it takes water not only out of the farming community, but also out of the town, out of the uh, the communities that, you know, the, the number of kids at the schools and the money going through the produce shop and the supermarket, all that sort of thing. Anyway, they, that she is hell-bent on taking uh, water allocations that were never de de designed to be taken out of the irrigation, uh, irrig uh, intensive irrigation. And that means, so 450 gigalitres just roughly equates to about 100,000 hectares of irrigated land. Now, given that the farms on average in those areas are between 80 and 150 hectares each, 150, up to 150 hectares in 100,000 hectares of irrigated land, that is going to have a devastating impact on the food that is grown right through that um, New South Wales, Victoria, uh, up uh, lower Queensland areas. And what does that mean? Well, that means less food that we can export and less food that goes on the shelves in Australia and it will be more expensive. I, I, I think it's terrifying. We should be in a world that is hungry, uh, populous uh, and demanding of high quality food. Australia should be growing more, not growing less. 
and these inner city ministers like Tanya Plibersek in the heart of Sydney who is trying to make sure she doesn't lose her seat to a teal or a green is making decisions that are that are frightening, I think, because food production is something we should protect at all costs. Uh, so I've just given you a couple of examples, Ben, sorry, at length. Yep. Gill nets and, and fishing, uh, net fishing in Queensland, that will extend into the territory, I'm sure. Uh, irrigated agricultural fishing. We know about Murray Watt shutting down the live sheep trade in Western Australia. Uh, this is a government that does not protect agriculture. They don't value food production. And uh, as a nation, we should be very concerned about the role that the Greens have had in an agenda that is not supported in the rest of the world. Uh, I, I had dinner with a German delegation last night. They said that that is that they have lost their food production. They have lost their food production, uh, but not because of the Greens, because of you know the way their economy and their land is structured. But you know the, the Greens agenda in Australia uh, that's influencing Labor uh, is so extreme. You know we should be alert to it and making sure at the election, you know, we elected a lot of people at the last election, uh, Greens and Teals and, and, and left-wing Labor members who don't support what Australia does, they don't rate what Australia does, and they're putting us in a dangerous situation of not growing enough food, not being able to provide our own energy, not being able to protect well-paid jobs right across this country, and I'm, I'm truly frightened now. Yeah, I agree completely. I, I, I certainly am as well. Senator Susan McDonald joining us this morning. Can I ask you just quickly around, and we've got to talk about it, the push now and in a lot of ways people and this yes vote and no vote. Uh, Senator, we know the divide that we have and I talk about this every week, but we've got it really clear now that the government has absolutely gone to celebrities who are just flooding social media. And it's 30% of the population, but they're getting the loudest voice at the moment. Are you concerned about that? Because anybody that looks at it realistically and looks at it sensibly sees both sides. Yet it's just once again this extreme... I mean, Peter Fitzsimons writing that our country will be divided forever if the no vote gets up. I mean... How can that be helpful? I mean, people are entitled to make decisions on their own. I am fascinated, fascinated that this decision um, and the way it's going and the campaigning that's taking place is almost sickening. Well, Ben, I have enormous confidence in Australians that uh, a big flashy campaign run by uh, inner city elites and by um, overseas, you know, uh, glamour uh, sporting stars and uh, that, that you know, Australians can look at that and weigh that up but still make a decision in their own minds about what they believe is good for the country. Yep. Uh, just Enterprise, Warren Mundine, Karen Little, they have all been incredibly brave and the personal abuse that they've copped from those sort of people um, has been nothing short of extraordinary and has no place in in our Australian uh, oh, correct. You know, society. Correct. So um, I, I don't feel worried about that. What I do feel worried about is in uh, is in 
regional Queensland in particular, people say to me, oh, I haven't met anybody who's voting yet. It'll all be right. It'll be right. Uh, because they think that the, the no case is divisive and they don't want to see it get up. I'm sorry, the yes case is divisive and they don't want to see it get up. But uh, the, the thing that I worry about is that too many people uh, are saying, I don't know anybody who's voting yes. I worry that people might get um, too relaxed about it. They won't turn up to vote, that they won't encourage their children, their employees to turn up to vote, and that we might have uh, big populations in the cities who, you know, it's very easy for them just to go down and vote, um, you know, during the pre-poll period. Uh, and, and that we will end up with these big numbers from the cities and that regional people um, will will take it a bit lightly. So, you know, my appeal to, to everybody is make sure that you have either enrolled for a pre-poll vote, vote or that you've, you've made sure that you've gone in to vote. All of your family, all of your employees, all of your uh, workforce have all done the same thing because uh, that's, that's our greatest risk. Um, no question. We are overrun by yeah, by big populations in the cities because we've taken it all a bit lightly. No, oh, you couldn't have said it any better, and that's the concern for everybody. I think I don't think there's any two ways about it. That everybody is very, very concerned moving forward um, that that happens quickly. And I know how busy you are, Qantas. Um, the the workers finally get a win. Alan Joyce did the wrong thing. Qantas did the wrong thing. Anthony Albanese has done the wrong thing. And in time, we will see that. It has been poorly handled. It has been really a a dreadful situation for what is a proud, proud airline and one that I choose to fly on. But, gee whiz, they're in some trouble. Well, you're right. Qantas has been the national carrier. We're always proud and relieved to see the the red kangaroo on the tail uh, and... and, uh, but I think under the leadership of Alan Joyce, uh, he's undermined the, the foundations of that business. Uh, he's not being investing in new aircraft, uh, the outsourcing of staff, um, the using of influence to, to block competition like Qatar Airways. Uh, these are all things that don't set Qantas up for good stead. Uh, I think that the, um, the board needs to be there needs to be questions asked of the board. What did they know? How aware of this agenda were they? Because at the end of the day, it is the board that appoints the CEO. Uh, because Australians, uh, not just the shareholders and the super funds that own Qantas these days, uh, but Australians more broadly, we expect more from Qantas. And uh, and I think it's important that they, they really deeply think about um, have they done the right thing by the country who has so long supported Qantas? But I'll just give you a, a, an example of how deep this has run, Ben, is that in the Senate uh, last week, Labor has done the right thing and um, and been pushing back against an inquiry into a very uh, important project for the Northern Territory, uh, defending the, the resources sector in the Northern Territory. Um, at, but last week, they folded to the Greens and gave them that inquiry to stop uh, the Australian people being able to see documents around the decision into blocking Guitar Air, uh, Airways, uh, flying uh, the additional slots into Jeez. the Australian capital cities. 
So you know, that's something our is theory of, something is not right. There's something very, yeah, very amiss, isn't there? Yeah. So you know, I I think that um, yeah, it's very serious, Ben, and and uh, Bridget McKenzie is doing a great job getting up an inquiry into that. Uh, we need to find out exactly what happened and hold the government um, and Alan Joyce to account on this. Looking forward to talking to you next week. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for being with us, Senator Susan McDonald, on this Friday morning. Have a terrific day. Thanks, Ben. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back. Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network.